0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcast or this so much later, I still am not sure what watermelon sugar is and if I should blush when I hear it or like, uh, if not, uh, and I actually have not, honestly have not Googled how to, make, because I'm sure you could make that, uh. I'm sure it's pretty easy. Though I do also just a full disclosure. One of my least favorite artificial flavors is artificial watermelon flavor. Unless it's under correct. No, I don't. Trying to think of what context. Maybe a hard candy. But any other thing, you know, like uh, I like the flavor of watermelon, but not artificial watermelon. Other artificial flavors I love. uh, Just artificial watermelon, artificial strawberry. But that's probably too much to to tell you already because you're like, what in the hey, 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 is this uh, a... Did did I turn it I put the right podcast on? And I'd say you did because that's why I'm rambling because it's time for Sleep With Me Podcast. It puts you to sleep and you make possible patrons. What do you say we get on with the show? Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning... Mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play. And I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. That could be thoughts on your mind, things you're thinking about. From the past, present, or future, feelings—anything coming up for you emotionally, anything that's just there emotionally or uh, uh, physical sensations. There could be changes in schedule or time or temperature. You know, stuff. It could be whatever it is. Uh, whatever's keeping you awake, I'm here. I'm try- I'm going to be try to be here for you to take your mind off of stuff and to keep you company so that you can fall asleep or at least be comfortable. Or be kind of comforted by me. I say kind of comforted. I say barely comforted. But uh, like translucent, the old translucent blanket. So you say, Scoots, what's a translucent blanket? And I'd say, well, I should probably get to the podcast intro. Just something I just thought of as an analogy for sleep with me. Uh, it's a real thing. And it's made, oh boy, is it the latest thing or what? We did a Kickstarter, we did a Go Go, we did it all. In my imagination, and uh, we launched it, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> and then I just thought of it for the first time. So, it probably involves some tra- tra- time travel. And I should probably come back to this uh, translucent blanket thing. Uh, but yeah, so what I'm going to do, hopefully, I'll remember that. But th- before that, I was like, oh, I could talk about artificial flavors. So maybe we'll find a way to mash it up or I'll just forget about it. But uh, what, but, but so what I'm going to do, and you just witnessed one of the things I do, but the first thing I do is I send my voice to you across the deep, dark night. I use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones full of imperfection and a vibration that's hopefully comforting to the people it can comfort Uh and Cricetulus tones pointless meanders. So that was like I think I've had two already, it was two, or one pointless meander and one guaranteed, with their translucent blanket advertisement. Pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. And what that means is I'm gonna, you know, my voice is a little bit different. Uh, I, I go off topic. I start to talk about something. I get mixed up. I double back. I lose all meaning. That's what they said. The first reviewers that we sent it out to, we said, "Okay, we're sending you this just just so you know, so you can give us a good review." Companies never really are straightforward. Uh, they send you something. They, there's a note in the box: "Hey, please review us," uh, which I understand from making a content business. But it's like uh, maybe might be. I guess you can't do that. You say, "Hey, I'm gonna." I guess they do do that, but. Uh, it didn't work with translucent blankets. People said uh, they, they we couldn't get any. I forgot what the bad review was. I already said. But superfluous. They said, this blanket's superfluous. I said, that's right. It's an extra blanket. That's the exact <laughs> definition of a superfluous blanket. Uh, right? Or no? Okay, but what I'm going to do is I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. So if you're new... There's a couple important things to know that you kind of already have gotten a sampling of. This is a podcast that you don't really listen to. Just like a superfluous blanket, it's like a superfluous. I, I like that word. that comes out of my mouth sometimes. And when you're like, they say, what's that? It's a superfluous blanket. So it's superfluous. Uh, and maybe we add an extra burr for the season, you know, or when you're watching Hamilton. Hamilton with an H, not Hamilton. That's uh, the the ham-based Hamilton parody that does not exist either, just like this blanket. But it's superfluous, uh, which, uh, so like an extra blanket, you don't use it on your bed. It's not your main blanket. It's not your backup blankets for if you get chilly. It's not your warm weather blankets. It may not even be your couch blanket, or as they call it in the last 10 or 20 years, a throw. Though I prefer, like I'm not, I don't need a blanket most of the time when I'm on the couch, unless I'm trying to take a nap. But this blanket is a superfluous, uh, or tra- and that's why it's translucent. Now, it's not 100% translucent, so you can find it. Otherwise, you see, we, you'd say, what are you in the business of selling millions of blankets? And they say, yeah, the Invisible Blanket. You don't buy you don't buy it once if you like it like it'd be you, that'd be a tough thing you'd have to really love the invisible blanket to buy keep buying it over and over again as you lose them and then whatever we'd have to be licensed and bonded by some great company or underwritten because people be tripped they say I tripped over my invisible blanket pile but we solved that that we tried that out in another like in another in another universe uh Sold a lot of blankets. We did. <laughs> That's why I'm not. I'm banned from that universe. But the uh, this blanket is translucent. It's not transparent. So I just want to, you know, whatever rules of Earth of this Earth. Uh, just so you know, it's not transparent. It's translucent, and it's for uses when you barely need it. Just like like. But it's there when it's there. It's handy. I don't know. You know a couch blanket, some people, and I know there's couch blanket users, but then there's people like me that, uh, just like you listen to this podcast, you say, well, it's on my couch. It's thrown there. I mean, I actually love my couch blanket because it's made from a sleeping bag material. I don't know if anybody else does. And definitely if I had anyone in my life that wanted something to look good, they'd say that blanket does not That's not a throw. That's like a a sleeping bag blanket. And I say, yeah, it's nice. Uh, I love it. But it's like an extra blanket. So the podcast is kind of here just like that. You say, well, you kind of barely listen to it. And then, I don't know, I guess maybe it's not like that at all. But it kind of is. It's the same spirit. It's there when you need it, but you don't have to pay it any mind. The blanket, I can't, I mean, I, I guess in this case, I will speak for all throws and couch blankets. superfluous blankets, transparent blankets, uh, invisible blankets. By the way, they don't work covering you up. For some, they, you can they can, you can't use it like in the movies where you just cover yourself and you're invisible. People see right through the blanket and they see you. Unfortunately, I found that out the hard way. When they said, "Finally, we're going to find out who, who this fool who sold us billions of invisible blankets," uh, and they said, "We could see you right there under the pile of blankets." And they said, well, in Harry Potter and all the other stuff, this always works. Every movie, I've never seen a movie where an invisible blanket gave away the person hiding under it. Oh, but I was supposed to be talking about something of substance. So just don't listen to me. Like, barely kind of listen. In uh, the blankets, they don't mind. I mean, some of them do. But on the most part, they say, they say, that's what I'm here for. I'm an I'm on-call blanket. That's how they view it. The couch blankets, throws, even blankets in closets, they're not really, they don't have any resentments or anything. They just say, well, I'm ready. When you need me, I'm ready. Because also blankets have, they have memories shorter than a fish, except for the memories that are like part of their DNA, which is being ready for blanketing or being made into a fort or a cape or, you know, used in performances. So that's what they say. I'm ready. When you hear, when you, oh, what were you talking? Did you ask me a question or did you need me? I'm ready. That's, that's the conversation. Oh, that's another book I'll have coming out one day. Conversations with Blankets. Really good. Like, uh, okay. But so I'm trying to explain what the podcast is. So just barely listen to me like a cloud or blank. Yeah. I think I've... <laughs> Blanketing this with blanket metaphors. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is uh, I'm not really here to put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm here to distract you to be your friend in the deep dark night or your companion or your Borbe, your Borsip, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your Borbra. whatever you're comfortable with and keep you company didn't tell you a story or talk to you in the beginning of the show, uh, as you fall asleep. So, and then if you can't sleep, that's why the shows are an hour, plenty of time to drift off. But if you can't sleep, you know, I'm going to be here to keep you company. Or if you knew me during the day, uh, like, uh, I'm here. Like, or if you say, well, I got a code I got 12 hours of coding, or 12 hours of applying, you know, undercoat, I say, don't worry, you know, but, but you can listen to sleep with me. So those are the first two things if you're new. The third thing is, no, most people probably that listen, that get to this podcast, don't like it when they first start listening. And not everybody sticks around, but most of the people it works for, though I do get emails, of people saying it worked for me in the first try, or I understood the style of the show right away. But most people, it takes two or three tries to get used to the podcast because it's different and because I'm an acquired taste, and you may not acquire a taste for me. Just like I said at the Ladies and Gentlemen, Boys and Girls, Friends Beyond the Binary part, I know I never acquired the, the taste for artific- the artificial flavors of strawberry or watermelon. While I love real strawberry and real watermelon, no, I strongly I enjoy real strawberry and real watermelon. Sorry, I had to take that back. And That's a big, strong word, love. Like blueberries, love blueberries. Strawberries, it, uh, and uh, what was the other one, Mountain. Really like them. Uh, in, in, the right, Love in the right context. Uh, so, wow, I just uh, alienated two of the... I don't know, those fruits or vegetables, because then people say, well, that's a vegetable, actually. So whether watermelons and strawberries or—and I I also alienated two artificial flavors. Sorry about that. It's uh, just—it's not you. It's me. I'm trying not to alienate the new listeners. So just give the show a few tries. That's what tons and tons of listeners say and see how it goes. Uh, The other things that throw new people off is the structure of the show. Things that throw people off about the podcast. My voice my meanders, that that the podcast barely ever goes anywhere, that you don't need to listen to me, my mild attempts at humor, my humor-like uh, interludes, my strained metaphors, the fact that, you know, I don't know my rear from an idiom, uh, so... Those are some of the things. Also, structure can as another thing people feel strongly about. And the structure is built is so the podcast can be here, and just as over the years, this is the way the show has evolved, so that it can benefit the most a number of people. So it starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So you feel seen and welcome in the deep dark night. If you're sleepless, if you're lonely. If you're looking for someplace with a goofball to take your mind off of stuff, then there's a like listener support and show support and sponsor stuff. And that's just so the podcast can be here for you. And that's like around four or six minutes. Then there's the intro, which we're in now. And the intro is usually around 20 minutes of me over explaining what the podcast is and going off topic like you've witnessed so far. And that can really throw new people off because they expect a podcast to get started right away or get to the story. And the reason it doesn't is so I can ease you into bedtime. So I can give you some distance between the daytime and the sleep time. And regular listeners can start to wind down. Because the idea is, at least with sleep with me, is it doesn't put you to sleep right away. It helps you wind down gives you something to barely pay attention to. Ideally, when you're starting out, while you're winding down, doing other stuff, or getting ready for bed, then the story starts, and then the next thing you know, you're asleep, uh, or, or you don't notice. Like, that's the ideal. the ideal thing, is I ease you into bedtime, and then you never notice me, and you fall asleep. Like, you forget you're listening, which is easy with this show. Like, after you listen to it two or three times, you say... What did Scoot say? I don't know. I forgot. That's a common, that's the number one conversation about sleep with me, with, with people that listen, both people, two people in their lives listen, or even not. Uh, like partner that doesn't listen says, what was Scoot talking about last night? I don't know. I don't remember. Blueberry? Maybe blueberries. He may have gone on one of his tangents about, uh, you know, berries and using berries to start every word, or he might've talked about Booberry and cereal. I don't know. I don't remember. That's a, that's a, that's, that's me hitting a home run in a touchdown grand slam with a, like a spike serve and a twirly, tw- tw- you know, with a twirl at the end and then dunking it and then doing like some sort of, you know, some sort of dance, uh, like where I'm signing checks or whatever. Like a celebratory dance when someone says, uh, "I forgot what he was talking." I don't know what I don't remember what Scoots was talking about, but I barely listened. That's it. That's my it's peak me. So that's what the the intro eases you into bedtime. Then there's business between the the intro and the story. That's where companies want their business. That's like, like just the just way podcast structure works. So and that business enables the podcast to be here for you for free versus being behind a paywall. And then there's a story tonight. It'll be our episodically modular story, which finally has a title that I probably forgot. Uh, Journey into the Land of Tomorrow. I think it's called. I think that was episode three or four that it, it took to get a. But in the you'll know it'll be called that even when you get you you know when you start listening. So. Oh, so there'll be a story, and the story will go like 45, 50 minutes. Uh, I think yesterday when I recorded it, it was like uh, around 52 or 53 minutes. So, yeah. um, So there's the story. Maybe it was longer than that. I don't remember anymore. But uh, then there's the thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. And the last thing I want you to know is the reason I make the show is because I've been there. I've been there tossing turning mind racing trouble getting sleep trouble staying asleep uh, waking up uh, like last night I had uh, I was playing like a theme park management video game and I knew I shouldn't play it like even 2 hours before bedtime I shouldn't be playing any video games uh, and I just wanted I said okay just going to get a 30 minute this tutorial it's a game my daughter plays it's not roller coaster tycoon but that, you know, that's number one in my heart. And I have the old version on my phone. But so it's another game my daughter likes. So she said, Dad, just do the tutorials, okay? So I said, okay, well, I'll try to do one. And I said, I want to be done by 930, which doesn't get, didn't give me two hours, so I was already pushing my luck. But then it was like 10 o'clock before I shut the console off. And that didn't work because it just stayed latent by like uh, that in my mind, my, my, my subconscious was still playing the video game. I don't know if that happens to anybody else or other stuff. And it messed up my sleep. I'm just being honest. Like I slept because my brain, I said, well, I'm not playing a video game and I don't care where the slushy stand goes. And it's like it was wasn't stressing me out when I was playing the game. So I've been there. That's what I'm trying to say. And I know how it feels, that situation or a lot of other ones. I know sometimes it can feel lonely, painful, exhausting, frustrating, and a lot of other feelings I've had. And if I can help with that, of course, it would be my honor. It would really like make me feel good to help you since I've experienced that. And I can sympathize uh, with uh, like wanting some help. So I hope this podcast can work for you there. The other reason is, and it goes along with that, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you can rest. You deserve an opportunity to live a fuller life or, you know, manage, have things feel a little bit more manageable when you're rested and all the other benefits that come along with that. So if I can help you on the road to that with other, you know, setting up a, bedtime routine and having sleep with me be a part of it and like some listeners graduate from listening to the show some people it becomes a part of their routine other people they move on that's great either way because you deserve it and our world will be a better place when you're rested because your world's better your life's better and you deserve that that's those are reasons I make the show Also because I love going on, like I said, wait a second, I haven't even fully explored uh, my relationship with uh, imitation strawberry or translucent blankets. But uh, yeah. And in the end, I'm glad you're here. I hope you give the show a few tries because it's free to see if it can help you. Uh, I appreciate you coming by. I work really hard at Your nice Drive, and uh, here's a couple of ways I'm able to bring you this show for free twice a week. All right, everybody, Scoots here, and this is our episodically modular, you could say it's serialized, but you don't need to because you can listen to it in any order. That's what episodically modular means. But it has a a touch of uh, seriality to add some cohesion to the, you know, the incoherent parts. So this is our new series. I I think we kind of, uh, like, uh, we'll let Antonio Banderas uh, select out of the list of uh, possible titles. He's nodding. Uh, but yeah, and then we'll catch up after Antonio goes. The characters are going to reset everything you need to know. So if this is your first episode listening, don't worry. We're going to catch you up on everything. But we're going to be listening into a live play of some uh, some characters playing a, a role-playing game. And I do want to tell you about another podcast uh, about uh, called The Broadswords. Which is uh, an uh, it's called actual play. Actually, I think I th- misspoke, uh, but it's an actual play, d anD D podcast, all women and non-binary uh, players, and uh, absolutely amazing. I met them uh, a couple years ago at a convention, and that's at the BroadSwords uh, That's Broad b r o a d s d w swords s d w S D W, no, S W O R D S, the broadswords.com. Or write in your podcast app you're listening to right now. And now, without further ado, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, role players. This is a role I'm happy to be playing as I introduce you to the world. Of a game, I, 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 I the Scooter, I should have written that, what I was going to say. But join us on this, the journey into the land of tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks, Antonio. Thanks for that title. I like that one. I mean, that was like out of the list I provided you. Scooter, I Denver claimed I wrote the title you own the title though the way you just owned it by saying it though so uh, thanks everybody and this is uh, the journey into the land of tomorrow okay well i just am, i feel like i'm in a position where I, I mean what do i do if like we're supposed to start on time and i don't want to get oh hi hi oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm late uh, uh, we, we, we had, uh, we're here though. It's good to see you. Thank you everyone. Okay. Lord Van Chill. I hate to put you in a position of awkward position. Oh, it's Granada's fault. Actually. I apologize. Uh, uh the Granada was uh, we, we, we miscalculated our, uh, the load. I was having Granada carry. Okay, well, this is the first time we've had a late arrival, uh, so I just want to be, as dungeon master, be clear of the expectations. Is uh, we start at the time allotted time, and as I said in the emails, like uh, the means of being here, just like a, like at work, being here. But uh, no, uh, well, I'm here. I'm here on time. Uh, I apologize, and it won't happen again. Okay, but if it it does happen again, um. You, It you, will come with a penalty for your character or characters, but you do get one late pass, which you just used for Lord Von Schill, but Granada still has a late pass. Okay, could you just you could take it and like set everything up for you and uh, your adventurers of where we are and what's happening? I'm more than happy to. Again, I, I'm not a—yes, uh, I'll be professional. My name is Lord Von Chill. I'm a warrior. So, like, uh, yes, I am of a noble birth, and uh, I'm here with my assistant Granada, my hired assistant uh, Granada, nimble of fingers and dexterous, you know, former. You know, we don't really talk about backstory a lot uh, because it's assumed, and we don't really have a, a time allotted for that either. But did you know that in my manor house is uh, how I met Granada uh you know people think that you know I, I sleep uh, lightly because I hear everything and uh, one of my hobbies in the past was to leave a lot of uh, like uh, light shining out i have the staff do that uh, have the staff hide so they do help alert me and then i leave the, the manor door open or a window open. And then what I'll do is I'll go into the town uh, or a nearby town and tell, oh, uh, if you heard the legend of the Golden Cup, uh, uh, there's this uh, buffoon out there, the the Von Chills, uh, and then I'll wait for them to sneak in. Now, uh, uh, Granada had snuck in, not the first, uh, but the last uh, thus far and, uh, uh, Granada said, uh, uh Granada snuck him back out, uh, well, it's a funny, long story, I can see the way you're staring at me, all of you, that you want me to get to the point, uh, I thought I caught Granada, but then Granada was gone, and then I went back to go to bed, and who was in my bed but Granada of Darmok, and, uh, Granada said, uh, it'll cost you the golden cup to get me out of your bed. And I said, well, you know, on guard. And Granada said, oh, I'm feeling, uh, remember we, like, uh, Granada said, I'm feeling an overwhelming urge uh, to, you know, uh, let nature take its course in your bed. And I said, you'll be sorry, Granada. And Granada said, no, I'll be relieved. And then I'm, I'm very dexterous and then I'll escape. Or you could, and then I said, Wow how about this? I'm about to head out on an adventure. This is a, se- that was a segue. And I could use someone and we negotiated a price. Of course, that took a while and I felt like, uh, still not happy with the arrangement, but, uh, Granada also needed something more than money from me. But so we, we, I said, I'm headed to an adventure. And Granada said, what kind of adventure? And I said, well, uh, It's interesting. We had a a rogue scheduled uh, that will, that I know will drop out, uh, even though he says he's my best friend. He didn't like that. You know, once upon a time, him and Zell used to be, uh, years ago in a relationship. Uh, anyway, so he didn't, he said he was going to be the rogue for our adventure and he changed his mind after we started the adventure technically Granada but I'm back home in the manor uh, to make this story make sense and so I said I'm heading on an adventure and Granada said where and I said have you heard of this the theme park uh, and Granada said no uh, and I said it's in a place uh, once known as uh, Lorflora Flora, Lore- 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 Flora. L- land of Flora. L- uh, Flowery lore or something. And Granada said, okay. And I said, I've been tasked uh, to join some other adventurers uh, that I don't know very well. And I uh, heard we're going to have uh, our healer drop out too. But uh, the Council of the Great Council of Wizards, I think they're called, or something, they suspect that there's powerful magic at work there and the evil forces pursue it and they have a lead on where this magic portal might be. They need a hero uh, leading a band of adventurers to close this portal and uh, to shut it, uh, to keep the world safe, to save the world. The world may never know the great axe, and now one day there'll be statues of the hero that led the adventurers there. So that's where I'm headed, uh, and you'll join me in Granada, said that I will. And we headed to the land floor, and that's where we met. Uh, first Zell, Zell, an amazing uh, fighter and warrior, powerful, beautiful, generous, kind, uh, intelligent, so many things, so many, uh, reliable though in, uh, the, you know, on an adventure. bit of a, bit of a, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, like a person that has strong feelings about, uh, issues, uh, including the ruling class, but, uh, calls me a landed gentry sometimes. I'm not sure I like that, uh, Granada, you're laughing. But Zell, a fighter, uh, we also met our, uh, uh, Eleanor, our healer, from the three-floor, a healer, Florentian Florencian nursing uh, healer. Uh, Eleanor is uh, also, we've discovered, quite uh, good in in the heat of battle. And we haven't even had any healing d- needed to be done. But uh, I'm sure, also an interesting belief system has explained to me. Uh, believes in hedonism and healing are uh, two sides of the same coin, uh, which I said, oh, he, uh, I haven't, I have thought this. I said, tell me more about this. Uh, anyway, Zell's staring at me now. And uh, so that's our healer, Eleanor. And then we have our wizard, M. Watt, uh, uh, hired a young acolyte from the wizard Council of Wizards, probably reporting on us probably has secret knowledge, uh, uh, and very quiet, uh, also a non-player NPC run by the DM, but a full-fledged character at the same time because, you know, people that dropped out of the game who didn't like and I's personalities, uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, Zell and I, anyway, that's not important. We're not in a relationship within this adventure. So we went head down to this uh, theme park, once a great place for vacations in the old, old world, the before time, where families would go and they would stroll this main town street where we were able to get some supplies. And then we snuck in to the land of tomorrow. Part of the park dedicated to the land of people's visions of the land of tomorrow. Rides and pavilions and shows, each showcasing different ideas of what tomorrow would be like. And the first place we headed, we camped in the awnings of uh, I forgot the 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 intergalactic transporter adventure or whatever it's called. and we headed in there, and we met a, a somewhat sentient character from the ride, probably because of the magic. I think Emwada said, a "Guardian." Oh no, this was given magical power to guard this area because it was where the wizards camped. Didn't do a great job. I guess it did a great job of not letting anybody in through this door. Uh, and the guardian gave us a task. Uh, clear the restrooms out of plush platers, uh, plush gator, and uh, seal the restrooms, which I guess we forgot to do. Uh, So we'll have to go back and do that. We cleared out the restrooms. We found a flashlight, a wind-up flashlight, a hand-wound one, and a couple of healing potions. None of us were injured. The teamwork was top-notch. And then we headed uh, towards... uh, the two rooms where the ride was, oh, sorry, Gazelle, uh, not a ride, an attraction, a show about uh, transportation. Oh, also, the show was a satire or something of corporate greed gone out of control. That was the ride part, I guess, the attraction. Uh, so then the Guardian un- un- unlocked the doors. One was labeled C for camp of the Wizards and L for laboratory. We went into the laboratory where I heard at the door a metal clicking. We opened the door, uh, and arranged ourselves, uh, and we saw hopping around the room a small humanoid uh, plush uh, bot with a beak. Uh, looks like a b- b- three feet tall. See, I have good notes, and also I can read the other. T- I can read upside down. It was jumping around the room. Also, there was the the laboratory was destroyed as far as we could tell, and the wizards had gone away to the big sky. And then something else brought her up on the catwalk in the center of the room, next to the old fake transporter, caught our attention. And then we had to take a break, which was uh, which I understand. Uh, so, DM, please take it from there. Uh, Thank you, Lord Von Chill. So you you stand uh, just past the entrance in a circular room. uh, That's an amphitheater with stairs and uh, seating going down to the floor. And the center of the floor was once a laboratory that's been destroyed. And hopping on the chairs, uh, coming closer to you is the small uh, humanoid, which we'll call Skippy. Uh, because there's a poster, actually, that's still there that you could see that says uh, travel with, Sk- with Skippy uh, across the universe uh, safely, 100% safe travel with Skippy, skipping from transporter to transporter by Transcon or whatever, BlackRock or I don't know. But so the poster, you know, that your character's name is Skippy. And then you turn and you see, yeah, where the, there's a wreckage of a transporter. And then up above, uh, is, uh, on the catwalk is a giant, uh, it's based on a, like, archetypal vision from a few different movies. Uh, they would have called it an alien, uh, it's like, a, like, uh, a partially, it's got exo stuff, uh, it's a very big and very, uh, you'd say, okay, this is going to be, a, uh, like a, quite a, quite a battle and it's kind of making noise and hissing and it's got a long tail, big head. It definitely, it's got arms, uh, and, okay, 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 uh, this is Eleanor, I, what, what else, is there anything else we could see before, within the seconds, uh, uh, can I roll, can I, yeah, you can Eleanor, and you do, like, uh, oh, and we agreed, Lord Von Chill, before you got here, that I try to be a little bit, because, you know, it takes me some adventures to work into my role as a dungeon master, so I'm going to try to work the numbers into into the narration, too. Like a sweet 16 party, Eleanor realizes that, uh, one question, clarifying question, would that be with, the number you're going to give is with the bonuses included? Yes, great question. Eleanor notices that, uh, there's something attached to the back of this being up there on the catwalk, uh. And while it does look very, very, very powerful, it seems that it's trying to free itself, like part of its controls or something, it's attached. Uh, You don't really know more. But we could infer that we can use, uh, that we should split up. Uh, Some of us should focus on Skippy, and some of us should focus our distance, uh, the most powerful distance... uh, Yes 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 I agree Eleanor I agree uh Zell what were you gonna say what if so what if you and I and uh, and uh, um and Granada focus are up up there at that creature thing uh, and uh, wada and uh Eleanor what if you focus your hand to hand on Skippy so that sounds good. Okay, and, you know, as you arrange, you realize that this is how the, 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 the it's going to play out. This is the Dungeon Master. So, Zell, you t- you you seem to be quickest. Uh, then Granada. Then the, the creature on the catwalk. Catwalk, we'll call it. Uh, then Wata. Then Skippy. Then Von Chill. And then Eleanor. You know, based on your speed and your dexterity. And uh, so... Zell, you, uh, I'll be firing, yeah, I'll be using my long bow. Okay, so Zell, you fire, and, uh, one of your arrows, uh, goes right into the, uh, shoulder of the, the catwalk being, and, uh, deals a nine. Wow. And Granada, you fire from your short bow, and you miss, I thought I was using a hand axe, uh. Okay, you still miss, though. Okay. Now, for the uh, catwalks being, just to be clear, the catwalk is going to roll right now. And this part of the catwalk being is catwalks going to roll twice. Once to see if it can free itself, it's going to pull it, uh, the stuff behind it, uh, attaching it to the control, or, you know, whatever, the old parts of the attraction, not ride. If it doesn't do that, if it isn't able to free itself, it's going to grab a part of the catwalk and or, or, or equipment around it and try to rip it out and throw it at all of you. Because it does have—and you could see where that it successfully did that with one of the wizards. Oh, boy, that wizard is—yes— uh, uh, and uh, so this uh, was a ten, ten, a 10 and an 8, and not successful to get a catwalk being a date with Destiny right now. uh, M-Watt, uh swings a short, short, short sword at uh, Skippy, catches Skippy right across uh, the belly, ripping some of the fabric and uh, some, uh, what do you call those, like uh, cogs fallouts. As a of damage are dealt to Skippy, and Skippy jumps back towards Wada with a beak, but misses. Uh, Lord von Chill, you guess I throw. I'm in a of javelin. Yeah, and you whip your javelin uh, or toss it. Wow, it uh, it's it's almost on target. It does hit one of the the, the, the legs of the catwalk being. Uh, de- dealing a little bit of, uh, of, of, of four, four levels of uh, you know blo- blo- four below you know four of damage, and Eleanor, yeah, I'm going to use my war hammer. Yeah, Eleanor, you swing at Skippy, but Skippy's just too fast; it jumps out of your way. So we really got that uh, that uh, catwalk being good, huh? Um, maybe twenty five percent good. Oh wow. Can you give me specific? Yes, it went from 39 to 26. Okay, thank you. Uh, So, Zell's up. Zell, uh, your arrow goes right by the uh, catwalk being Granada. Your hand axe goes right by... The catwalk uh, being tries to rip out, it's uh, like rip away from the the cords holding it, but it's unsuccessful. And then it grabs the transporter, the broken top of the transporter, successfully rips it off of the transporter, throws it at Lord von Chill, and it lands on Lord von Chill. You can see the, right there, that's the roll. Uh, and uh, does quite a bit of uh, uh, land, Lord Von Chilis thrown to the ground. And uh, like uh, quite a bit down 15. Oh, boy, down 15. Uh, M. Watts uh, d- does successfully uh, again slash across Skippy. Uh, more cogs come out, uh, and even like uh, some sort of whirring thing. Skippy goes after Lotte again. Misses, Can I uh, still uh, am I conscious? You are okay. Can I try? Oh wow! Can I try to uh use it to throw a javelin and get get up and throw a javelin? you okay let's see okay wow yeah so you do you're able to get up and uh you do another your javelin again just hits in the, uh, the other leg uh, another javelin and a four of four of damage eleanor misses uh, skippy and the aliens close to f- uh, the the whatever this close to 50% skippy's really uh is down like below ten. Von Chill, you're down to two, so you better be careful. Okay, can I move since I'm using? Can I move to the doorway? Is everyone okay with that? Yeah, move behind us where you're safe. Thank you, Zell. I I, I don't need to be healed. I don't think. Uh, I think we 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 just keep going because this is. Uh, I can always run or something. Is everybody okay with that? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Okay, Z- okay, so uh Zell wow, Zell uh what a shot, eighteen level shot, uh and you do one plus three one plus so one plus three of damage. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. And Granada, you you somehow like dig deep and you get uh you end up throwing two hand axes because of your roll, see? And uh, one of them does five plus three, one does one plus three. So that's pretty good. and then uh the 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 catwalk buddy one so it doesn't' isn't, isn't able to pull itself free, but it does uh rip out the bottom part of the um the transporter and throws that at Zell, lands on Zell. Really hard hit on Zell. 12, 9 plus 3. Wow, this is. Uh, Zell, are you alright? I don't know. I mean. Okay, Wata goes after Skippy, misses. Skippy goes back after Wata, misses. Uh, Von Chill, your javelin misses. And Eleanor, you miss as well on Skippy. Uh, so you should move back to the back, back, further back, since you still have plenty of range with your longbow. Yeah, I'm going to move back too. But let's not stop. I think we're close, right? Uh, uh, D M. Uh, you still uh, the alien is uh, both the creatures are teetering on. Uh, yeah, you're close if, if, if your aim is true. Okay. And how's my aim? Your aim is true. Uh, you uh, strike it and uh, 1 plus 3. So how much does it have left? Uh, 4. And then Granada, you miss. Uh, now, this roll, the the creature does end up ripping the piping or whatever, the, the, the cords attaching it to the attraction uh, but then it goes to throw something and it, it isn't able to rip it out. Okay. Can we do, uh, just to, like, so in the next round it'll be able to, it'll be probably jump down and be battling us. Um, huh? yeah, so we'll have to figure it out. Uh, we have those healing potions, so we could use our turns. Uh, I can use mine to take it and, uh. Yeah, okay, okay, uh, that's fine, but let's just keep going, huh? Yeah, M. Wata goes and again gets Skippy, uh, 2 plus 2, so Skippy's down to 3, like uh, whirring and and making some weird noises. Skippy goes after Wata, misses again. Wow, Skippy's very ineffective uh, as a battler. Yeah, but that, uh, okay, okay, so I throw my javelin. And your aim is true, and the uh, catwalker finally falls uh, to the floor and breaks apart, uh, and you see some oil and some metal stuff, and... uh, Wata notices uh, the essence of some sort of magical essence floating away and says that out loud, magical essence floating away. And then Eleanor's aim is true, 19, uh, 4 plus 2. So Skippy, Eleanor lops, uh, or, oh, your hammer. So you, uh, you catch uh, Skippy while Skippy has landed on the floor near you. Uh, uh, but also, you notice as the the uh, the catwalk buddy fell to the ground, it knocked a pipe loose, which is kind of making some sort of sssing sounds and stuff. Okay, should we take take those uh what do you call it healing potions, or what should we do? Why don't, I, why don't I this is Eleanor? why don't I cure wounds on von Schill and then we do the healing potions and then I can cure wounds on Zell later. Okay so you cure wounds okay so to, uh, that's plus four okay and then we both take uh, each take a healing potion okay and you get plus six and Zell gets plus five okay. Now could we uh, roll to search, uh, start searching this for stuff? Uh, yeah, you do you're not finding anything for the next uh, little while because not good roll. You're unsuccessful. I don't know. I think it's uh, you're tired from battle, which also sense uh, uh, that uh, whatever that leaking is is not good but you do have a little bit of time because you're going to have, gonna, get, 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 you know, the guardian says that, uh, uh, maybe you should do something, but don't stop searching for what you're looking for. Oh, so what if we go and, uh, how long would it take us at that time to go and seal off the restrooms? Uh, like, uh, we could rip off, you know, the, the stalls, we could use them and, uh, Hammer them into the doors so that they're never accessible again. Okay, so you go and you seal off both restrooms. That takes a while. Then you go back to the room, search. It smells stronger in there. And at this point, Eleanor realizes that, uh, oh, clearly the smell is strong and not safe for anyone. So we have to hurry. Thanks, Eleanor. That's great. And then you roll, you roll, you start searching again, and Granada is the one who says, uh, wait a second, uh, check the insides of the, um, these two beings, uh, w- like uh, someone checked the catwalk, b- catwalk, and uh, this beak, and uh, Skippy's hands have uh, wizard's robes on them. And Granada rips open uh, Skippy and starts going through and finds actually caught in the top of Skippy's beak a piece of scrap of paper and reads it, and it says, Talk to the genie. Okay. Uh, talk to the genie. I found something a the scrap of paper that says, Talk to the genie. Anyone know? Do, do we know what it means? Anybody? Or am I racking my brain? Uh, we're all looking at one another. Uh, apparently you don't know what it means, I guess. Uh, there's the dungeon master, I can point that out. But we know, excuse me, as Granada, I'm just wondering. We know this is important. Uh, yeah, there's something about it, and Watch actually takes it from you, looks at the paper and identifies. This is, ma- this is written in the hand of... Uh, uh, Frufron, one of the wizards I recognize here and I would say we should take time to give these you know, proper uh, respects but according, you know, Eleanor said that uh, it's leaking so but this is an important clue left for us or something one of the wizards, Frufron was keeping uh, but I'm not sure what we should do next does anyone have any ideas Yeah, this is Zell. I think we should go and search the, uh, we could talk to the guardian, but let's go search the, the, um, the camp or whatever. It's right across the hall, right? It is right across the hall. So you open the door and you cross the hall. Wait, before we open the door, I didn't, we didn't say that actually, Dungeon Master. Can we run, run healing, uh, and then listen at the door? Yeah, you get healed by uh, uh, Granada. I mean, uh, Eleanor heals Zell for four more. And you listen at the door. You hear some wind, but that's about it. And definitely Eleanor says, we have to hurry. Otherwise, we're going to start having to do rolls. There's something about whatever that thing ripped open that uh, is not good to breathe in. Oh boy! So that means we're not going to be able to rest. Okay, so we go into the uh, the room and we start. What do we find? So we listen at the door. We don't. We hear wind. Uh, so we uh, we go in. Okay, thanks, Lord Vangelia. Yeah, you go into the uh, camp, and the first thing you notice is that the the roof uh, it, there was like a, it's ripped open. Uh, this one, at least, uh, they uh, the Skippy and the uh, the catwalk buddy are you don't you don't see them you don't hear them you look in the catwalk and most of the stuff up there had been removed uh, and you see ropes coming in uh, down from the ceiling and you roll you and you notice that uh, that yeah that, that that it's been recent according to this great roll you had. Someone's been here uh, uh, searching the camp. The camp's ransacked, the wizard's camp. There's uh, cots set up, you know, typical stuff, cooking stuff, pots, uh, bedrolls. So, you know, very standard. Okay, this is uh, Zell here. So we could search this room. We're looking for anything about this genie. Okay, everybody. But also we can't we're not able to stay here because of whatever's leaking in the other room. Correct. Uh, you, you're, so you start searching and you you're not you're searching and you're not finding anything. But uh there may be other um like uh like on your search you didn't find anything because you used to the investigation so, you didn't find anything when you were searching with investigation skills or char- characters. So, maybe, like, a, some consensus brainstorming. Okay, well, that was a pretty big hint. Mwata, you work for the Dungeon Master, so you can't really brainstorm with us. Uh, Eleanor Zell, what do you think? Okay, well, this is Zell thinking, and so... It's, not, it's something not hidden, because we searched successfully, and we didn't find anything. So it's not hidden. It's something in plain sight. And the, the talk to the genie either means there's someone here named the genie, or it's something's hidden. So we got to look around. For, it's got to be like a, something in the park, uh, like a genie. A genie in a bottle, or a genie like like some sort of plush or something. So maybe, maybe I have some knowledge of the history of the park, uh, you know, that I'm just, I gotta think about by rolling this. D- yep. Oh, wow. So, Yazel, uh, you really rack your brain for the history of this theme park and you remember. That these theme parks always had maps and stuff, and you you start to look at the walls, uh, and you realize that out of place on the wall of the camp, you know, there was some, uh, there was a wizard's procedure map for. for, There was a note somebody put up about keeping your bed area clean, cleaning your pots after using cooking, and then there's a map of uh, the land of tomorrow. Now, it's uh, somewhat splashed uh, grease on it when they are cooking because it's near the cooking area. But you do see, so you see the entrance from the, what's called uh, the, the, the hub of fantasy, which was the center of the park and the, the path that leads into the land of tomorrow over the dr- the bridge of the dreams of the future and the lagoon. Of uh, you know, but anyway, and then you see that you're on the left here. You see the uh you know the 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 the, the what they call the 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 Institute of Alien Technology, uh, and uh, there's presentations and there's a little bit of de- description of that attraction. You see one of the sets of the restrooms you were at, which actually is connected to another side of the park further away, an ice cream shop and a, a food place. But then you see across the path, uh, directly on the other side of the path like uh, in the bridge, uh, the first attraction on your right if you're walking into the land tomorrow. Uh, it's called the Wonders of Steam. Uh, and you see the description, and you notice in there it says, uh, is one day only, which is kind of in tongue-in-cheek, uh, the, the, the STEAM Genie will, will introduce you to the wonders of STEAM and how it can change your life. Be a part of the future and uh, learn more about the wonders of STEAM. You now, presentation blah, blah, it does include uh, fog effects, lasers, projections, animatronics. Uh, but fun for the whole family. Okay, so we should go for it then. We should go head over there, huh? Great job, Zell. Yeah, Eleanor notices and alerts your party that has uh, because, because a nurse that uh, we need to exit now. So we can't, you can't search or Okay, we should let the the guardian know about all this. So you head out, you stab at the guardian. The guard says, hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for uh, securing those restrooms. Uh, what did you find? Uh, well, uh, your guardianship, it looks like someone snuck. Uh, wizards, uh, you didn't, I guess you kept this area secure. Very good job. But uh, part of the, get, when was the last time you saw a wizard? It' been a while, but I was here to guard against intruders. Uh, yes, sir, you know, intruders. Yes, yes. Yeah, so there were some intruders already inside. One of the uh, you must you could see the halls, but I guess you couldn't. Uh, anyway, so the wizards most of the wizards have gone away for good, forever. But we took care of that as well. There's also some sort of leak in there, but you're not a human, or uh, you know, you you don't have lungs, do you? No, I do not. Also, some other group uh, snuck in through the roof uh, and searched the camp. We we're hoping they didn't find any information, but we're headed off. So keep up the great work, uh, keeping this area safe. Uh, Eleanor, is there? Could we rest in here? Uh, as a dungeon master, I can answer. Eleanor says no. The leak is still. So we're going to go. Great seeing you. Can you seal these doors behind us, though, so that nothing leaks out? I can. I will use my final spell, actually, since there's no wizards to protect. Uh, I will use my final spell and all the magic within me to seal these doors forever. Okay, because, yeah, it, like, uh, I guess that works, right, everybody? Yeah, okay. Okay. Thanks. We'll see you later. Thanks, Guardian. Goodbye, everyone. Okay, so you exit there, and now you're back on. Um. Uh, you're back facing the other side of the way. Is uh, so there's like a path, the kind of main street of the land of tomorrow, and you can see directly across from you. Kind of like going all the way is like an underhang. There's a track with like one of the transportation rides that ran through the land. Tomorrow, you could kind of see the the main sign for the Wonders of Steam, and you could kind of make out that the entrance uh, is off to the right, uh, and the exit is is on the left there. But there's also like the queue. The, that's the entrance to the queue. Okay, I think we should no no, no this is uh this is a Grenade of Darmok. I think we should observe for for a minute and see. I don't know my sense is we need to roll. okay, go ahead. Oh so you do Grenade of Darmok, doesn't notice uh doesn't have an eye see some movement up above uh the second and third story because uh, it's kind of like a kind of a steampunky type uh like uh, building and it's actually made stylistically to kind of fit with uh, this kind of futuristic deco look of this building but in its own kind of victorian steamy way uh but you see some movement of something up there n- non like an uh, inconsistent movement that you would associate with uh Someone watching is the main entrance. Okay. Uh, can I see their line of sight or anything? No. Okay, would there be a way? Granada of Darmok asking. Could we go down to the, our right on this side if we stay low? Stay close to the building and then maybe either go under that bridge or sneak from the bridge and reassess when we get over there and maybe sneak across the path and try to find another back way into this building. Uh, I think you could do, do sneak across on this side of the building uh, and then reassess if your group thinks so. Okay, so we do, yeah, what does everybody think? Is that Okay. Go ahead. Why don't you go ahead? It would be easier if you go and scout it out uh, stealthily. Yeah, that's a, that's. A, I can do that. And, uh, so I go to the edge of the bridge and I look again. And you look and you see. Uh, wow, you you definitely sense that this would be a good place to sneak across. Uh, that it's probably out of the line of sight or whatever it is you saw earlier. Okay, so I go back and report that, and we sneak across the path uh, right where you said, which is, I guess, uh, at the entrance at the where you would come off the bridge. Uh, you sc- crawl across the path, uh, all of you, quietly and stealthily. And you're at the furthest part of the entrance to the queue of uh, the Wonders of Steam, and there's an overhang so you get under the overhang and uh, that's where you are right now okay uh, this is uh, eleanor so we know that there's some sort of living or non-living being watching this but we also know that the genie's inside or we're supposed to see the genie so maybe it's like hidden in the genie's eyes uh, or hidden behind a poster of a genie. So we have to get in here and search. Also, we're not at 100%. Uh, we know someone's watching in the entrance. Is there any back doors we could, like, look for on the right, like, keep going around the right side of the building, away from the person watching? And at the same time, double check? Yeah, you could do that if you're... Okay, so we we, we agree to do that? Yes, yes, uh, Zo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you sur- successfully find a, uh, a a back door, like an employee door, and you listen at it, and you don't hear anything. Okay, and was uh, the door open or closed? Or lock? Can we? O- the door's locked. Uh, Granada? Okay grenade of Darmok here. I will try to pick this lock. You successfully unlock the door like very quietly. you open it up uh, and it's kind of like a like a small room where I guess employees would uh, sit. there's like a, like a, there's some mo- like old monitors that are broken that they maybe monitor the queue with. There's some but- old buttons and an old telephone uh, for communicating. And then uh, there's a, another set of do- another door. Okay, can we all, is, there, is this room big enough for us to rest or hide in? No, the room barely fits all of you standing up. Okay, it's uh, the the, what is the door status? Can we open the door? Should we open the door? I think we should listen at the door first. Uh, uh, Okay, you don't you detect anything. Okay, can we open the door? So you do the door uh, because that door was locked. This door opens very easily. It does open inward, so then you all have to uh back back up uh and then uh you open it and actually then there's like a set of curtains uh blocking the door and uh you could see so to the, to the right you just see like an aisle and to the left you see the back uh some seats like for a the- like that this is some sort of theater. And you kind of see that the room kind of circles around, but in the back, not that far to your left is like the entrance and the exit doors. Okay, how where are the entrance and exit doors? So it looks like one set of doors is uh, there's a center aisle uh, or no, no, no. I guess it's on the all the way to. Yeah, there's a center aisle. So, maybe that isn't the entrance. I don't know. I, I'm not a like that's, but there's a bunch of doors, and then there's a bunch of doors on the bottom left side. Those are traditionally the exit doors. Okay. Yeah, usually they make people go in on the left. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, should we peek around the curtain? Or what should we do? Should we just walk in the room? You could peek around the curtain, uh, Von Chill. Okay, so I peek around the curtain. So you peek around the curtain and you notice. Uh, so you're looking in a giant uh, octagonal room, a theater, and it has. A, it's a theater built on a platform, so the seating actually spins around, like moves around. Would, would, back in the day, it would have moved around. Uh, and there's giant screens, and below the screens there's, like, uh, false doors uh, and or hidden doors. You only notice that, like, they had paintings on them because a lot of the doors are open. A couple are closed. And then you notice uh, at the front of the room is, like, this giant pedestal, and there's some spotlights. A couple of them are still on. And on the pedestal is like a blue robot who, who who's waving at you. Uh, and you say, what is it? That's uh, Reminisce. And the, it says, hello, hello. And uh, 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 then you get something in the pit of your stomach, and you notice to the right are two giant steam, like uh, 20-foot-high steam giants. uh with top hats uh uh that look pretty powerful, and then you also notice like a bunch of other like uh, like uh in various states of Victorian steam bots uh, not as giant as the steam giants, more of like that must have been part of the ride. I could go into deeper discussions, but we're up against a time crunch now, so what are you gonna do von chill uh uh, does everybody hear that? Somebody's calling us a blue, I think it might be the genie. Are you the, should I, can I say, are you the genie, everybody? Go ahead. Uh, hello, are you the genie? And the genie says, yes, yes, I am. And it's a familiar voice uh, you would associate with the genie. It says, come right in. I've been waiting for all of you. It's so good to see you. Are you adventurers? Uh, yes, we are. Uh, uh, we're, 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 slow to approach though, because you're giants and other beings and, uh, but we're looking for the genie. Well, you found the genie and I think I noticed uh, that you've been through a lot. Why don't you rest here as my guests? Uh, we have the steam bots to protect us, the steam giants, uh, and you'll be safe here. Make camp and, uh, just trust me. I'm the steam genie. So what do we do, everybody? I don't trust the steam genie. Okay, but uh, so we leave or... um, What if we just rest? If we ask the genie if we can rest on this side of the room in shifts uh, and we just take turns resting... Uh, three awake, two, two, two on. We start with uh, Von Chill and I rest and you three watch until we recover hit points. And then you three rest. Uh, how's that sound? Yes, I'll explain. Jeannie, we kind of barely trust you. So is it okay if we rest here on this side of the room and, uh, then we'll build trust as we get some rest, uh, that's fine, why don't you all rest, and, uh, we'll talk soon. In fact, uh, why don't you all lie down, even though some of you are going to be watching over me, get comfortable, put out your bedrolls, uh, the floor here was once, it's still carpeted, this room's been mostly preserved, uh, Comparatively And my steam bots are here And we just need a We have a request for you In exchange for the information You're looking for Because I know you're looking for something Because they told me you would come And you would help me So rest and then know that you'll help me If you don't You know I don't want to bat I have Steam Giants So we could get along or not uh, So rest Uh And know that we should get along. All right, good night, everybody. See you next week. Okay, good night, good night, good night, good night, night, adventurers, good night.